FOMO. My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I'm a FOMO sapiens. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you are too. And when you're like us and Monday comes around, you don't dread the new week. No, you wake up every Monday morning knowing that this week might just be the best one yet. This is Faux Monday, the snackable show that starts your week right with hot takes, life hacks, listener mail, and even some FOMO therapy. Hey, everybody, welcome to Faux Mondays, the companion show to FOMO Sapiens, which, of course, will be back on Thursday with a full episode. But until then, happy Faux Monday. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night, FOMO Sapiens 24-7. Now, as you recall, last week we had Ryan Mundy, founder of Alchemy Health. He is a former NFL player, National Football League, also a Super Bowl champion. And then he retired and had to figure out what to do with the rest of his life. And it was not easy. In fact, the experience of figuring that out inspired him to start a new company that's focused on mental health and wellness because he had a lot of tough times trying to figure out what he was going to do with the rest of his life. And so I want to talk today about pivoting, pivoting your career, which is super hard. Let's face it. Figuring out what you want to do next is always just, it's so, in a way it can be great because it's like the world is your oyster, but it oftentimes does not feel like that. And so frankly, you just sort of think, you know, what am I going to do next? And there's a lot of uncertainty and it can be very, very uh, unmooring for you if you've just been used to having a job you went to every day and then it's sort of like part of your identity and then you don't know where your identity is going. So that that's what I want to talk about. And it was inspired actually what I'm going to talk about today by a conversation I had the other day with somebody who was introduced to me and she has a great job at a great place, but she wants something else. And she's been thinking about that and frankly, you know, is kind of at the beginning of that road, but didn't quite have a good vision, a good, clear vision of what she wanted. So I sat down and talked with her and I was just telling her about my experience, figuring out all the different turns in my path and giving her some of the exercises and things that I did to figure it out. And she found it really helpful. And so I just want to kind of talk about that and share with you how I think about this. And let me tell you, if you find it useful, which I hope you will, please share it because I find that this is especially just like in the beginning of every year, people start thinking like, what am I going to do with my life? And with the economy kind of going all crazy and companies getting rid of people and just, you know, the quiet quitting, which is who knows if that's even a thing anymore because of the economy turning, but all those things are really hard. So I've got a real focus today on how we can figure out what we should be doing. Okay, so I got six steps for you on how to pivot your career. Let's start with number one. And this is not, by the way, number one is one of my tried and trues. So if you have heard this from me before, good, because I love this, this little exercise. I think it's really valuable and it's the bio exercise. So writing your bio. What I recommend to you and what I did myself when I was trying to figure myself out about a decade ago was I, you know, you're feeling down about yourself. You're sort of like, well, you know, I haven't done very well here or figuring out what I want to do. And like, ah, what am I even good at anyway? That kind of thinking, which is so unproductive. And so what I recommend you do is write a bio, a detailed bio of all the things you have done educationally, professionally, if you've gone to conferences, if you've won awards, all that stuff. And go deep. Like, for example, not just say, oh, I worked at, you know, Intel. 
but list all the major projects that you did. And if there were great outcomes from those things and metrics, then write those down too. Write your bio. It should be long. This should be several pages. It should be like an epic bio of your life. And then read that bio over, okay? And see all the things you have done and keep adding. And if you have to, even ask other people to add to it. But the idea is to create something very, very comprehensive, okay? So that is step one, write your bio professional, a little personal, if you speak a language, if you have some special skills, fantastic. Add them to the pot. Number two, you take that bio you've just written and you look for the trends. Okay. Because there are trends. Like a lot of times, you know, it's the old classic Steve Jobs thing, which is like, when you look back, all the dots are connected. But when you're doing the work, when you're building the career, the dots are not connected. And so Look back at that bio for the connecting of the dots and try to see what the trends are. And I remember when I did this, this was like a really valuable thing for me. I started to realize, well, okay, here's the industries where I have expertise. Here's the places and geographies where I have network. Here are the hard skills that I have developed. And so you start to come up with some of these things. And as you do that, write it down keep a list of those trends. And, and it's very interesting because it can, you can also pass this on to somebody else and have them read it and put them to work and say, what do you see here? Like when you read this, what stands out to you in terms of skills, experiences, insights, passions, all that sort of stuff. And it, it allows you to start to take this work you've done and turn it into something that could be productive. Now, number three, a little exercise I like to call opportunity costs zero. Again, I've talked about this in the past at one point or another, but if you haven't done it or if you've forgotten about it or you haven't heard about it, get ready. So the opportunity costs zero exercise is one that I did myself. I actually wrote about it in The 10% Entrepreneur. And I basically imagine you go to the office tomorrow and there's a padlock on the door and you cannot work there and you can't do that job again. What would you do? And so I'll tell you, like for me, like it's pretty, pretty, pretty interesting stuff that came out when I did that. It's like, well, I'd love to do podcasting. I'd love to be a writer. I would love, as like, I didn't put, I would love to be a chef because that would be a horrible job for me. It would drive me nuts. I'd be terrible at it. I put things like biz dev in a company. I put things like newscaster, which would be super fun, all kinds of crazy stuff. And so what it allows you to do is to really what you're doing there is saying, if I didn't have to worry because by the way, I should have mentioned this before. You're assuming that, you know, financially, it's you don't have to sort of like make big bucks. You you you, you sort of, you, you're a little more independent of the money on this one. And so you can do kind of whatever you want within reason. Like obviously, you're not going to say your job is just giving away money unless you really are loaded. If you want to be a philanthropist and you're loaded, put it on the list. If not, you could give away other people's money. That's certainly valid. But it's really about trying to uncover, you know, what are your passions? That is, that's the whole exercise here. And you want to write that down as well. And you're going to guard all of these things in a safe place for our next steps, which will come after the break. FOMO. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. 
With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you improve efficiency by bringing all major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you got to do the math and save money. Good news, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to NetSuite.com slash FOMO. That's NetSuite.com slash FOMO. NetSuite.com slash FOMO. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMO sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages. But I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO Sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. FOMO. All right, we are back. As you'll recall, before the break, we talked about three steps, writing your bio, figuring out the trends in that bio, and doing the opportunity cost zero exercise. Now that we have done that, we have the raw material we need to do the last three steps. Now, step number four, formulate a specific ask. Now, this is where things get really important because, you know, what happens is when people are trying to figure out what they want to do next, they set up a bunch of meetings and they talk to different people. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you don't have a specific ask for somebody and you're meeting with them and you just kind of chit-chatting, well, I'm going to try to figure out my life, chances are, you know, it's not that they don't want to help you, but you've given them no sort of way to help you. And, you know, it's just not productive. It's one thing if, you, if you're asking the person, like, tell me about your job, what you do, what's like, you know, the day-to-day. That's great. You can be a bit more amorphous. But if you're trying to ask somebody, okay, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do and I actually, you know, really need your help, having a specific ask makes it so much easier. And so looking at opportunity cost zero, looking at the trends in the bio, start to think through, and by the way, you can totally work with somebody on this, whether it's a coach, whether it's a friend, whether it's you know somebody in your family, just to go through and say, okay, now that I've identified that I really love working with people and customers, and that I'm very excited about you know these three industries, and that I have industry experience in one of those industries, you could say, okay, great. You know what I want to do? I want to work in customer success in hospitality, let's say. And then when you go to people in your network, you can say, listen, I'm really looking to understand how to get into hospitality and travel businesses in areas like customer success or finance or whatever that is for you, but you have a specific ask. And people have networks, you don't even know who's in their network that they can unlock for you and connect you to. So that specific ask is super important. And as part of that, number five, you gotta make a list of people you wanna talk to and prioritize. Don't spread yourself too thin. Don't canvas. Make a list of, I would say, seven to 10 people 
that you know that you can have a conversation with. And you know, those people will also turn over other people to you and introduce you to other people you can speak with. But you want to start in a focused way. I would actually start, I wouldn't go to your top person first because you want to kind of get the kinks out and the rust out of your conversation and your pitch. But once you kind of make that list, start approaching those people and go to them and just say, listen, I, I'm reaching out to you because I think you could have really good advice for me. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. Here's the stuff I'm thinking about. First of all, do you have thoughts on that in general? Second of all, you know, do you, does that make sense to you in the context of you knowing me? And third, who should I be talking to? Is there a company you know that's hiring? Is there a person you know who started a business? It's just there's somebody out there who you think I could talk to who could help me to advance down the path of figuring all this stuff out. And then they'll tell you and you'll be golden. Finally, record and refine. You got to take notes of these meetings so that you can thank people, so that you can follow up with them, so you make sure that, you know, the worst thing ever is somebody offers to do something and then, you know, it's not their job to remember, it's yours and you forget and you don't ever get that thing. That is, you just wasted all your time. That's a terrible thing. So you don't want to do that. You want to record and refine. And as you learn, you're going to take this whole thing and you're just going to tighten it up and tighten it up until it is immaculate. All right, everybody, those are my six steps to pivoting. Again, write that bio, check out the trends, do the opportunity cost zero exercise, formulate a specific ask, network, start small, 10 people or less. And finally, record and refine. That's my advice. It worked for me. I would love to hear if you have thoughts, agreement, disagreement. I can handle it all. You can reach out to me at letsconnectatpatrickmcginnis.com, on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. Thank you so much for listening. And until Thursday, take care of yourselves, FOMO sapiens. FOMO. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO. Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.